Now, if you're playing the movie on a telephone, you will never in a trillion years experience the film. You'll think you have experienced it, but you'll be <clears throat> cheated. It's a, such a sadness that you think you've seen a film on your fucking telephone. Get real. Welcome to Cast With No Name. We're your hosts. I'm Jay. And I'm Matt. This is episode 30. This episode will discuss House of the Dragon, episodes 8, 9, and 10. But first, don't forget to visit our website, acastwithnoname.com, where you can comment on episodes and write to our emails with any requests, comments, criticisms, or uh, bashings. Uh, we welcome anything. it all. Yes, all that good stuff. So, uh, House of the Dragon, uh, le- we left off on episode seven, and uh, episode eight started with another time jump, I believe. It did. It did. Yep, six years from the yeah. previous one. So, thoughts? Or, yeah. I mean, what, yeah. What, what were your What were your impressions overall with the whole series? Uh, <clears throat> I liked it. Um, I like the time jumps. I think I hope they continue them throughout the next season. And my, th- I'm I'm guessing it's probably just going to lead up to the Game of Thrones storyline. Oh, you think set, so? Set it up for that, possibly. Okay. I mean, I don't know if they completed the whole book. I doubt they did. Um, but I mean, I think they said what five or six seasons of this, or maybe Around four there. seasons uh, that they were doing for this. Um, <clears throat> But Around there, I imagine uh, there would be considerable time jumps, especially with um, Damon and Rhaenyra's sons, sons, sons yeah. growing up. Um, but I don't know; I could be wrong. Again, I haven't read the book, so I mean, the, the one listener who has read the book uh, <laughs> is probably just shouting right yeah. now, like "You dumb fucks!" That's that's not what's going to happen. So. Yeah, but uh, but overall, I I enjoyed it. Um, I think, uh, I mean, the acting is just really well done. I agree. Uh, it is. Patty Considine is. I think I think he's the best. The best one. Yeah, I have a feeling he'll probably get an Emmy. Off he of should. This. He um, should. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. So, um, yeah. What were your thoughts the season as a whole? I give it a solid B, B minus. Okay. When comparing it with Game of Thrones, it was definitely entertaining. I liked, like like you said, the acting was great. I thought the story was good. Uh, the pr- production design was amazing. The you know sound, it definitely felt like a Game of Thrones show, which I appreciated. I, I enjoyed it overall. I thought it was it was good. Mm-hmm. Definitely better than Season 8 from Game of Thrones. I liked it more than that. I liked it, I think, a little bit more than Season 7 of Game of Thrones. But yeah, when comparing it to the first like, you know, four or five seasons, it's definitely a tier below that in mm-hmm. terms of storytelling, but it was good. Yeah. I liked it. So uh so with episode eight, um it was six years later and they're discussing the secession of Driftmark mm-hmm. and uh Rhaenyra attempts to strike a bargain with Rhaenys. Right. Rhaenys Rhaenys? Rhaenys. So oh, it's gonna be one of those episodes. Yes, it is. It's always <laughs> one of those episodes. The uh, <clears throat> um, so they had that into question because 
uh, Lord, uh, was it Corliss? Yep. Was injured. Injured, yeah. And they don't know if he's going to survive or not. So mm-hmm. now they're trying to put their pieces in place. Uh, yeah, the Stepstone seems to be very uh, instable, you know, unstable. Mm-hmm. That they don't like. You don't have any background on it or what's going on. Yeah, it's just it's a just, thing. It's been going on keeps for happening. like twenty years. Right. And it's like the Iraq War. <laughs> yeah, it just keeps going and going. <laughs> you know, what the Eventually, fuck? they'll just pull out with no exactly no, rhyme or no plan. Yeah. Yep. Um. But you're right. Yep. So. He's injured, so they're wondering who the what the obviously when someone's injured, who's leading the the vultures come out, and you have yep. to figure out who's going to succeed them. Yep, get get your plan in place. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Ewan Mitchell who plays Prince Amund. Uh, that was his first episode. Oh, Vaymond, you mean? Vaymond. 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 Yeah, Amund is Amund. Yeah, Targaryen. Oh, okay. Vaymond is Lord Corlys's brother. Yeah, no, I would. Amund not... is yeah the the son Sorry. of. Yeah, so yeah, Allison and uh, Vaymond shows up for the first time, but yeah, Ewan Mitchell plays uh, Prince Amond, mm-hmm. uh, his first time in that role. Yeah, what did you think of him? Uh, I thought he looked fucking forty. Um, he does look. He looks old. <laughs> he looks older than his older brother. Yeah. Um, He's got one of those faces though. Those like devious. Yeah. Faces. Yeah, the gaunt. Yeah. skinny angular his like smile goes up to yeah, like his it's cheek like a cheshire smile exactly almost. it's just like he's always like and it's smirking. very it's very narrow mm-hmm. and it just goes up a little farther than uh, you know any normal person's would yeah the, uh, i liked him though yeah i mean i thought i thought, thought he's a good character yeah he's i feel like he nailed that character immediately i liked him more than the the younger version of Amond. yeah yep i agree um so his first time uh Vayman, first time seeing him yeah but sorry to interrupt you again, but yeah. you're right. Six years, and then you go from that kid to this actor. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a stretch. Yeah, it's definitely older. Um, but and then some other. Obviously, you have the returning characters of uh, Viserys, Allison, and yep, uh, Rhaenyra, and Damon. Um, yeah, I don't think there was any other actor actress changes other than those the little kids. Yeah. Um, and Viserys's health is failing, of course. Even more, looks like a White Walker in this episode. Yep, yeah, he does. The, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, I guess the biggest thing, and I've been bitching about this the whole season, is because they don't have enough consonants and different names. Yeah, uh, and that's finally come to be a very valid concern as far as why you can right. name people just a little bit just just different slightly just, differently yeah like oh I named him Aegon and or wait we have one yeah we have what there's now two princes yeah with the name of Aegon he's Aegon the second yeah yeah and then you have one of Damon's and Rhaenyra's son one is named Viserys and the other one yep. is named Aegon Aegon <laughs> And then you have that, which is named after their grandfather or great grandfather, Aegon the, con- the First, yeah, Aegon the Conqueror or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, and it, it it's yeah, now it's tough. It's now a thing that is a reason why you should name different names for your offspring. Because if you're on your deathbed and you think you're talking to your daughter, but you're actually talking to your wife, and you just blurt out a name, then maybe she'll know who the hell you're talking about. There might be some misinterpretation <clears throat> going on there. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, but. Um, but yeah, that's what happens at the end of that episode. Yeah. So it's, uh, 
Yeah. It's, I, it's all a mistake. It is. <laughs> it's all a mistake. It's all happenstance. I do like that episode too because it it goes back to just, you know, shocking shocking actions that happen when mm-hmm. Damon basically splits uh Veyman's head in two. Yeah. Like horizontally through his mouth. Very clean cut though. Pretty, I mean he, he left the tongue. He left the tongue out. Just just the tongue out, just easily grabbed. Yes. So that way. Oh man. Um, I love that scene was great though. I I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. I liked it to where it was, it was immediate, too. Yeah. Where Damon knew it was going to be happening, and then as soon as Viserys... Like, he was oh. relishing in it. He was like, yeah. please say it. Yep. <laughs> he loves to kill. Yes, he does. Yeah, but uh, Patty Considine's performance in that episode was pretty was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Yep. Yeah, and I... When they were having the dinner party... Um, Again... Yeah. Nothing good ever happens at a yep. dinner party. Nope. <laughs> Never does. Um, but I figured that he was going to be passing fairly soon because when he was kind of smiling and looking at everybody somewhat getting along, then he's like, ah, now I can go. Now because, I can die. Yeah. And then everything just hit the fan. Turn to shit. That. Yep. What did he say? What did Eamon say? Your strong sons or whatever. Oh, yeah. 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 He's like, oh, you're strong print. You're Strong princes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Just kept throwing the word strong out there. He's like, yeah. I was just merely giving a compliment. Yeah. I see what but, you did there. You know, <laughs> the, uh So overall, are you are you team green or are you team black? I don't I, I I'm I, it's a coin toss. That's one fault of this show. If I had to give it a criticism, was I'm not really on either side right now. Mm-hmm. We're in Game of Thrones. I, you know who you're rooting for. Yeah, you're rooting for the Starks. You're rooting against the Lannisters. I mean, it's pretty cut and dry. Um, this, I, I don't know. I'm not really either way. I mean, I could care less about who's who's in the right or who's in the wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, <clears throat> I would agree to extent. I feel like Game of Thrones. I, I feel differently about Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. I feel like. You could choose who you were rooting for. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there was more. There was characters more evil than others. Mm-hmm. Um, this, the House of the Dragon, I feel like they're trying to get everybody rooting for um, Rhaenyra, Rhaenyra, mm-hmm. and uh, Team Black, and trying to get everyone to go against Green. Yeah. Um, I feel like they're overtly trying to make that a thing, mm-hmm. and I'm hesitant as far as being like yeah team black team black because i feel like they're gonna pull the rug out from under you for something or like something's even more horrible is going to happen that'll put uh renera and her group right in the wrong um i still haven't figured damon out i don't understand what his motivations are anymore yeah and it's very confusing I I know there's several deleted scenes that I think George R. R. Martin has stated that have been left out of the season. They may include them in the Blu-ray release okay. of Damon, of deleted scenes of Damon being a caring person and being a, a good person. Okay. Um, but obviously they purposely left those out. I don't know if it's just because to make him seem like a stronger character or more, not more one-dimensional but more not determined or stronger i guess but more uh, focused as far as being that character and to where maybe they put in those scenes of him being caring 
and it just kind of made him feel wishy-washy as okay. far as i mean i don't know i mean they left him out for a reason it could be that it could be um that they want you to think that oh he's heartless but then some, maybe they'll they plan on paying it off later at like next season right. or later season to where you're like oh he's really a good guy or something like that yeah. they'll do like the snape thing to where they do flashbacks or something showing of like who he actually was gotcha. this person that no one really else saw he'll look in the pensieve and yep yep he'll start to shed a tear for him he'll, after he gets bitten by a huge uh snake he'll yeah ask harry to take his tears and look yeah. in the pensieve yeah Rhaenyra, you have your father's eyes yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i think i i don't know because he he's very he's just a great character in terms of his motivation i don't know what he's he goes because he goes from defending Rhaenyra, which i think he just did because he wanted to kill Damon. I don't think he particularly liked Damon all that much. Mm-hmm. And then you think that, you know, he's a loving, caring husband and has Rhaenyra's back to the end. And then the last episode, he like chokes her out because she won't go to war. Yeah. And like to the point where there was like malice behind it. Mm-hmm. So is it, he just wants to, he oh. just wants a war. He just wants to fight people. Maybe. I mean, but it depends on what his motivation is. I mean, is it to, to it, keep is he his afraid, family's honor? Yeah. Is he afraid that his niece is going to, ruin their house and they're going to lose that their uh, family over okay. it. I mean, if that's what he's more concerned about or losing their family's power. When you say his niece, you mean his wife too? Yes. Okay. Yes. See, it gets it, confusing. Incestus is the bestest. That's right. It's just confusing all the way around. Um, but, and, and I use the word niece because I mean, she is considerably younger mm-hmm. than him to where in his mind, he's probably thinking, no, we need to do this now. We need to play this out. Um, to where she immediately knew where Damon was going to be heading, and that's why she told uh, Jace, her oldest, that nothing happens without her order. Mm. Um, But she's also getting her pieces in place first to figure out what the next step would be as opposed to just blindly going into war and then possibly doing more damage than good. Uh, because if she doesn't have the backing, I don't think she is the kind of person to go to war if she doesn't think it's a winnable situation. Yeah. And I think with their I plan to create a blockade from King's Landing, cut off their supplies, and going about it smartly to where you could do as little of collateral damage as possible, then that would be obviously in her best interest as a ruler, but obviously based on what, Viserys said as far as the dream with the White Walkers and the threat from North coming down to where it needs to be a unified kingdom to be able to survive that. I think she's thinking, okay, the less damage, because she doesn't know when it's happening, Mm -hmm. um, to where she's thinking the less damage we do, the better. Because if we destroy ourselves and we're in the process of rebuilding and then this threat comes, then we're just going to be just We're going to die anyway. Yeah. It's the same. She even made a comment she didn't want to be Queen of the Ashes. I think in episode 10. I think in episode 10. Yeah. Yeah, because they were talking about we have nine dragons, they have three. Mm-hmm. Let's just go in there. Balls to the wall. No big deal. It's the oh. same issue that Daenerys had, or was the Daenerys, Daenerys was grappling with in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, so what did you think of episode nine? I mean, we're going back to you know as little collateral damage as possible, and Rainey's just kind of pops out of the dragon pit, kills like 10,000 people, and could have ended it right there by just killing everybody. Yeah, just, just yeah. blowing them away. Um I, that's what I thought when she just turned and flew away. 
And You're like, like, you it's like, like you could have just ended it. I mean, there's so <laughs> many points in the story, and that that'd probably be a criticism I have. I feel like there are so many points in the story that everything could have been resolved if mm-hmm. people just had a conversation. Uh, but yeah, they the whole thing could have been resolved if they had a simple conversation back to when uh, Rhaenyra banged the knight and mm-hmm. didn't tell Alicent, and then you have um Allison finding out about uh Aegon or Viserys Aegon's dream and she reads that in as oh that 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 means my my son needs to be king instead of hey uh Rhaenyra your father died on his death talked about blah 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 mm-hmm. oh no what that really meant was this dream of whatever something to where then you had the instance with the dragon popping up out of uh Rainus popping up out of the floor yeah killing tons of people but she didn't want to do any damage because it's not her war to fight i was like you killed like like ten thousand people yeah (laughs) i was like a shit ton of people are dead i was like that's okay but um to where if she she literally could have just ended the whole situation right there Mm -hmm. and been done with it. But, and that's the thing is like, part of me, I don't think she wanted to because I mean, in her eyes, she lost her son and, or her family. And he was responsible as Rhaenyra and Damon. Right. So I can see her. I mean, maybe that's her motivation, something because she, when, when everyone was kneeling to her, she didn't kneel. She didn't. Yep. And then when Lord Corliss came back, he stated that we are with you and everything else, and they still didn't kneel. Right. So I don't know where her loyalties lie, because technically it's both sides are her family of whatever's left. And so it's her cousin's kids or her second cousin's kids kind of a thing. So, um, and her family's destroyed, so I don't know what, yeah, I don't know where I mean, her loyalties lie, I don't know what her motivation is. That's a is. good point. Yeah, why would she want to end it, and everything's all hunky-dory and happy for Rhaenyra and Damon? Mm-hmm. Maybe she does want, like, a war between the two, because why do they get what they want? I didn't get to be queen, yep. and my family's gone. Mm-hmm. They're, they're dead. To where, I think that makes sense. I could see that being a thing to where, maybe in season two or later on in the story, Rhaenyra's is trying to... Uh, Rainus has some kind of power over Rhaenyra or over a certain situation Mm -hmm. or maybe Lord Corliss eventually dies and uh, now that the heir to Driftmark is dead because snapped out of the sky like a snack yeah um, maybe it would go to her to where if she's head of Driftmark she's the head of the fleet and then she decides you know what no I'm not gonna do the blockade because now I have a better deal here. Mm. And then I could see Rhaenyra pulling out the card of your son's still alive. Gotcha. Kind of a thing. Okay. So, All right. Um, because but he, does he, she know he's still alive though? Rhaenyra? Yeah. I don't know. Any really does anyone that? really know if he's still alive? He's still alive. Well, I know he's still alive, but does, is, I don't know. I, I don't yeah, know what you're saying. Any other character? No, I have no idea. That's so. a good point, but he's going to pop back up in the, in the next season. Mm-hmm. I would think so. Or in the future seasons. In some aspect. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, the one thing I think that the time, I mean, I like the time jumps to a certain extent. And I think this is where the time jumps kind of do a disservice to, to the show itself is because for that episode where Amon is pursuing uh, Lucerus, mm-hmm. right? When they go to the Baratheons and, you know, plea for the allegiance to either side. And then Amon's gets all butthurt and says, I want my eye. And they go chase each other and eventually he ends up dying. Like there's no, there was no real, I mean, yeah, it was kind of shocking in, in that, oh, you know, shit's about to go down now and mm-hmm. Rhaenyra is going to get pretty pissed off. <clears throat> and that's what kickstarts season two to where she doesn't need convincing anymore. She's just going to go to war. Um, I didn't really have, I didn't really care all that much that he died because I'd only known him for like three episodes at that point. Sure. And Game of Thrones didn't have that problem because like, for example, Ned Stark in the first season, you had nine episodes with him. You got to know the character a little bit more and he was essentially the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with Vayman. When he died, it was shocking, but eh. Yeah. You know, just a throwaway character you saw once or twice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, yeah. I, there's I, no concern for right. you the don't, deaths that have happened. Right. You have no emotional investment in those characters because you don't know that you haven't known them for all that long. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I think the time jumps ruin a little bit in a sense is that your commitment to the characters and that emotional attachment that you have to them. I do like it because you kind of have to, uh, you know, to get to, to the, that the point, point to this point in the story where, okay, this is how the war is going to going to go off i don't want them to do it i don't like the idea of going all the way to the events of game of thrones because i think that that would just carry on with introducing more characters and you get to know them for a couple episodes and then they're gone yep or they get older so it'd feel like a cliff note story as right. opposed to an actual in-depth right. drama right i'm not saying it would be a bad show i just know i know for a fact that they do that they keep time jumping like this i'm just not gonna it's there's not gonna be an attachment to characters and then the payoff of like a shocking scene or a shocking circumstance it won't hit as hard mm-hmm. as it did in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I can I agree with that. Yeah. Um still, this show is much better than most things that are on TV right now. Yeah. So, by no means is that critique uh I recommend this show regardless. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's still very good. Yeah. And um uh, season not or episode 9, uh there was a meeting with uh Oh, what's his name? Strong. Oh, the, the last strong foot guy. Foot guy. <laughs> Which in a previous episode, Lars, yeah. Lars Strong, yeah. I uh, made the comment that he he's like a simp. He's like one of those neck beards that like yeah. give money to Twitch streamers. <laughs> I fucking nailed it. He he's sure even did. into the feet. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was like, oh wow. And I then, was wondering what was going on in that scene. I know, like she, yeah, she took her shoes off, and then as soon as he's like, and like kind of like motioned down with her, yeah, like feet still in her socks or stockings or whatever, and then she takes them off. I'm like, oh god, oh boy, and uh, that's what that's what does it for him, huh? Yep, that's what does it. And then the fact that she just sits there, yeah, lets him beat off. (laughs) I was like, wait, way to bring a sense of uh, (laughs) what'd she say earlier in the season? Uh, Uh, And before it cut away to her son, uh, Aegon, Aegon, Aegon. uh, Pulling, just, yep. beating his pud in, in the window. <laughs> um, a sense of decency yeah, back we have to, to bring, the throne. Exactly. Which I'm like, you're you're doing... Yeah. You're knowingly <clears throat> doing that as far... I mean... Pot, uh, have you met Kettle? Yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah. perfect situation to where she's still been out of shape that... Oh, well, she... Yeah. I mean, obviously, 
letting someone beat off to your feet and then having kids with someone that's not your husband, two totally different things. Sure, but sure. at the same time, you're still kind of pouring yourself out for your own benefit, whether that be for information or just for the fact that you would like to be with someone else other than your husband kind of a thing. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So, well, to, so a lot of hypocrisy. Absolutely. She's definitely hypocritical throughout the whole show. And a lot of her decisions don't make all that much sense when... So she wants Aegon to be the king now because she thinks the Viserys was referencing him when he was dying. So mm-hmm. she wants she wants to she wants to keep his wishes in death or whatever the case may be. She wants to honor that. And then they try to find Aegon and he's raped a handmaiden. He's doesn't want to be king. He's one of the worst people in King's Landing. He's one of the worst. Mm-hmm. And they're doing everything he can, or she's she's doing everything she can to convince him that she needs to, or that he needs to be the king. When you know damn well he's not fit to be king. So, I mean, what is it? Is your do you have the best intentions, or is it all just selfish yeah. pride? Well, uh, Rainus, I mean, put it perfectly when she talked with Allison and said, "What." You're still serving men. You're not serving yourself. What you're doing is you're you're building a window in your own prison cell. Mm-hmm. And you're using your father, your husband, and your son to do that, to where you're trying to make yourself the best prison possible. With and you're not you're, you're not still doing this for yourself. Why yeah. are you doing this? Yeah. And um like what's the point? Other than the fact it only stems, which would be another criticism. I I mean, all it is is for the Maybe the fear of her kids dying, dying, mm-hmm. and, and that's the only reason why she was doing this. And then when she found out that there was also a ploy going on behind her back, which how she didn't realize that that was happening, mm. I'm like, really? You, you didn't know? Yeah. Well, your um, father all but admitted it like years prior. Yeah, and of course he's gonna plant yeah. stuff behind your back. Yep. And to where the first thing they said is, "All right, well." We got to kill Renero. We got to kill the whole yeah. that side because so that way it's not an issue. And she's like, "What? What? No!" And I was like, "But that, that's what you were planning against with her doing the same." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, it, uh, yeah. Isn't that annoying? That annoys the shit out of me. Yeah, it does. She's my le- my least likable likable character in the whole show. Yeah, and because I mean, there was a couple episodes when she was seems to be having more agency. Mm-hmm. And then in the final, uh, or episode nine, it was just like, she's like, oh, what? I mean, she's going back to playing ignorant again. Yeah. Which, unless that's her, maybe that's her in game. Maybe that's, maybe mm-hmm. it's not or whatever. But, um, but yeah. How do you think, uh, Aegon will do as king? Oh, not good. I mean, his. I mean, he's not going to be like Joffrey or mm-hmm. anything like that, but I just don't, he's not going to, I don't know if when he's at the, he's in front of the crowd and he's, you know, pumping his fist and he's all, he, maybe he gets some like juice that, okay, I can do this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know. His previous, previous exploits don't really give me any confidence that he's going to be wise or anything yeah. or know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I think Eamon's going to be in his ear a lot and pretty much like being the puppet master behind all of his actions. And I'm sure Allison or Otto will be there doing their thing. Yeah. I don't think he's going to have any agency in his decisions. He's not going to rebel against either of those, any of those people. I Mm -hmm. don't think. 
Yeah, I think he'll want to – I think with him pumping his fist, either he is going to be a less horrible version of Joffrey to mm-hmm. where well, now I can do what I want kind of a thing, and he just kind of does his own thing um, to where then people keep pestering him like, hey, we better do this. He's like, all right, yeah, fine, just so he could be left alone to keep doing yeah. his own thing. Or because he was pumping his fist to where he feels like he wants to do a good job mm. because there's that – um, phenomena when you wear a mask or when you uh, put on a uniform, then you you change. So if like you're wearing a suit, you can tell people stand differently. Yeah. Than when they're just wearing casual street clothes. Um, I don't I don't know the name of that phenomenon, but since he is crowned king, to where I wonder if he'll feel like, oh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and do the best job that I can. But yeah, back to you said still being a puppet, still just doing mm-hmm. what everyone else says to where he, he doesn't have his own agency as far as what he wants to do. It'll be yeah, everyone else meddling with him. Do you think Rainey's coming up with the dragon scared him at all because he thought he was going to die? Or do you think that, that pumps him up to where he he's like, okay, I need to go to war with these people. They try to kill me. And that's going to be his driving motive to do that, not necessarily having to be controlled by Allison or Otto. Um, or do you think, cause the whole episode, that whole episode, he was like, you know, hiding under a table. He was a coward. Yeah. Didn't want to live up to any sense of responsibility for anything. You know, he gains that confidence and then all of a sudden the dragon comes and almost kills him. And he's kind of pissing himself. Yeah. I, I don't, know. I don't, I don't think it'll make him like, I got to get yeah. her because I, I mean, he's kind of, I mean, he's a kind of a piece of shit. He is a piece of shit. <laughs> but I don't think he's dumb. Yeah. Like, he knows what he's about. hmm And I don't think that'll give him any kind of self, like false confidence to where, or any kind of extra anger to where I'm offended, because I don't think he has pride at all. Um, I think it's more of, if anything, that would show him, oh, shit, I'm over my head. Okay. All right. Kind of a thing to where, because it was... Oh yeah, people are chanting my name, and a single dragon can make me ruin it. Yeah, yeah. Like this could have ended very quickly for me. Yeah, like there's no security for what I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. So I could see that making him paranoid. Okay. Yeah. Um, but we don't know because they're not they're not in episode ten. Yeah. At all. The uh, do you like them concentrating on one family per episode, or having the the solitary episodes? I think yeah, I think so. Um, cause it does give you a little time to get to know the characters a little bit more. But again, I'm, I gotta be honest. I'm not really rooting for anybody or against anybody right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't like Allison. She's probably my least favorite character, but not to the point where I hate her like, like Joffrey yeah. or like, uh, oh God, what was his name? Uh, the word, the even worse than Joffrey. What was his name? Oh, uh, the dog, the dog, dog guy. Um, uh, R peeling, peeling Ramsey, Ramsey Bolton. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously no one who I hate as much as those two and no one who I like as much as Tyrion or, you know, Jamie mm-hmm. or Ned. They're kind of just, you know, yeah. Kind of just characters in a story that you're just observing. You're not really, I'm not, I'm not really on one side or the other. Yeah. Don't feel as invested as, yeah, it's still good, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. But I think you do have, I don't think you could do it any other way. I think if you had jump cut family to family and you spent like, you know, 15, 10 minutes, um, it would just feel like 
I don't know, discombobulated isn't the word. It just wouldn't flow right because it would, you, you might have a 10 or 15 minute scene in one family and then, you, and then it cuts to the next family. You're like, wait a second, like, mm-hmm. you can't. So you feel like you're leaving on, you're on a cliffhanger like every episode for like one particular aspect of the story, which would just be frustrating. And so then you're concluding it and like the, like the final, final episode, mm-hmm. trying to, keeping track of all those like conversations if you were to cut back and forth, it would just be kind of annoying. Yeah, and I think it would turn into the issue with uh, the Rings of Power to where yeah. you're cutting so much between right. different things and different things happening to where you just don't care about any of it right? because you're not even invested the minimal amount to be able to mm-hmm. want to follow the story. Yeah. Um, but because it kind of, if they are purposely making you want to root for Team Black, then, then almost then yeah, we're gonna have to force you to sit through Team Green's things as part of the story if right. you want to get back to Team Black, kind of a thing. But yeah, um, but Game of Thrones did that too, where they would focus on just like one char- one or two characters the whole episode, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't see a character for maybe a couple episodes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't have a problem with it. I think it's just how the show is formed, and that's just how they do it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the way he wrote the books, where you know one chapter is the perspective of just one character, sure, for like thirty pages. So. Well, what about you? Who are you rooting for? Uh, do you care? <laughs> I so for me, it just whoever's the least annoying. <laughs> And right now, that would be Team Black. Um, all right, all right. Even though technically, uh, I was talking about this with Christy last night to where I can see where Team Green is coming from because from their standpoint, if Rhaenyra is crowned mm-hmm. and like, well, a woman's never sat on the Iron Throne before. And it's an issue, and it would just tear the kingdom apart, and we need to keep that from happening. Plus, Aegon is Viserys's first living male heir, and he's there. There's one that exists, so there's a solution to that. Um, I can see that point. However, I think they're going about it in the wrong way because they don't seem to be doing it in the best interest of the kingdom. They seem to be doing it in the best interest of their family. Right. And because it wasn't just... Because when Viserys's wife died and Otto Hightower was sending his daughter in there, um, he knew what he was doing to where he was trying to get his family to have an upper hand, which, mm-hmm. fine. Um so I, I can see that standpoint of it just as a society, like in a Westeros society, they have some very good points as far as why doing them doing what they're doing would be better. Um, but because it's for the wrong reasons, it just doesn't strike that much of a chord with me. Okay. Uh, however, with team black woman never sat on the iron throne. Doesn't matter. The King said it so Mm -hmm. if the king says oh this is now a thing my daughter will be queen and will be the heir to the throne then if they're that deep in a 
monarchy, then that should be good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, now, humans are humans, and they'll always do what they want to do. Um, but, and then, because I feel like the whole thing is, oh, her her kids aren't, her kids are bastards. And I'm like, okay. I mean, obviously, that's a very serious offense. But again, if you were king, that could easily just be not a big deal anymore right true like because i i and and maybe i'm having difficulty seeing the issue with it just because with i just saw i mean with game of thrones they were doing that shit all over the place and it didn't seem to make a difference granted it was 200 years later Mm -hmm. so they're more progressive in those times yeah yeah, they're (laughs) a lot more progressive you can bang your sister that's right no big deal (laughs) and yeah and because I mean Joffrey was on the throne, but no one really gave a shit about Joffrey having blonde hair and That's looking true. exactly like Jamie, and everyone knowing that it was yeah. Jamie's, but no one saying anything. And yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, I don't know. Right now, it's the least annoying side, and right now it's Rhaenyra's. Rhaenyra's is the least annoying side. Yeah, because yeah. I mean she especially is coming from. I guess a more wiser place is like, she has a higher reason for why she's doing things Mm -hmm. than what Allison does. Allison, I don't think she, other than wanting her to, to protect her kids, especially her oldest son, who she says multiple times, she doesn't care about. Um, I'm like, okay. Okay. You're you're losing me here. I was like, (laughs) yeah, but I mean, obviously she still does, but, the fact that she almost disowns him when she finds him, like still drunk in bed after raping the chick, and mm-hmm. then uh, he can't be found. Um, and on the way there, he's like, "Do do you love me?" And she doesn't even answer. She's, just, <laughs> which could have been like, "Yes, of course I do," yeah. or, "No, I'm not doing this for you." Kind oh, of gotcha. Thing. So, I, but I don't know. Um, mm. So yeah. But yeah, right now, less annoying side, which is Renera. What did you think of? Uh, so, who was your besides Viserys and Patty Considine? Who did you think did the best job acting? Yeah. <clears throat> I think. I mean, Matt Smith. Yeah, I think is doing a really great job. Um, I don't, I don't see Matt Smith when I watch him in that right, role. Yeah. Uh, Reese Afans. Yeah. Auto Hightower. Yeah. Auto Hightower. Rise Ethans. Rise Ethans. Whatever. God, I don't know. I don't even know if that's right. Uh, I'm just giving you shit. <laughs> every time I see him on screen. Yeah. I think, oh, that's Reese Afans. Oh, gotcha. And I start going over the different roles uh, that I've right. seen him play. Right. And I'm like. Yeah, yeah, he was the kicker on the replacement. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And he's wiry. Yeah, he's wiry. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, and he played Captain Hook, in the Peter in a Peter Pan movie, and he mm. and, and so like I see him, and there's a couple of scenes I think he he does good, but I I don't know if it's just too big of a name to wear, and he's not wearing as much makeup. Yeah. Um, but I do think. Uh, out the Olivia Cook who plays Allison and Emma Darcy is Renera. Those I think I mean I think they both do a good job. 
Yeah, I, I actually like them uh, as actors more than the younger versions mm-hmm. of them. People were up in arms. They liked the younger. I'm like, I disagree. I think they're better yeah. actors. I do. Far and away. Th- I do think st- when they first switched them, it was a little jarring for Rhaenyra's character because mm-hmm. I felt like they looked too different because the two uh, actresses they got to play Alicent, I mean, they looked very similar yeah. to where I felt like it was, a, it, was um, it took me out of it less seeing mm-hmm. them jump between those two actresses. But by episode, I think by episode eight and definitely episode 10, when I saw Renera, I started seeing some of the facial expressions from the younger. I, I mean, it was I wasn't uh, taken out of the story as much. Gotcha. And I really think that she's fit in that role very well. I, I agree. Um, I think she does pretty good. Yep. I like uh, Rainus. <clears throat> uh, I just like her character. I, like, I do too. Yeah. Um. And she's she's pretty good. But yeah, I like Lord Corliss too. Stephen Trussant, I think he does mm-hmm. a really good job. Um, again, uh, writers of the show not fans of childbirth. Another stillbirth scene. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Jesus. It's like ah, oh, it's been three episodes. We haven't had a we haven't had a horrific childbirth scene. Let's throw another one in there. Which, how how do you feel about that scene? Uh, I mean, like what do you, what do you think was happening? I don't know what they're trying to say. It's like okay, this is the I think this is the fourth childbirth scene. That's it's like horrific. It's the fourth one. I get it. So what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say with that? What's what's the purpose of it? At first, I thought the normal thing, which oh, the stress of her father, right, is going to cause her to miscarry. Um, and. But as they kept going back to her and trying to get them to offer her help and everything else, I got the impression she was almost trying to force out the child mm. because she knew I I can't be doing dealing with this for another two months. I need to get this out now, and I mm. I can't I can't be a mother right now. So I almost got I mean not that that's necessarily possible. But I think when uh, she first knows the blood, I think she was just kind of making the decision to where, okay, I'm just going to... Just going to abort it? Self-abortion. More, more or less, yeah. yeah. And uh, and get rid of it and get back to doing what I need to do because there's more important things at stake now. Wow. So Heartless. Cold-blooded. Cold-blooded. <laughs> uh, That's a good point. I didn't think of it that way. Be- because, I Maybe. mean, she was well aware that I mean, even during that time, she had the uh, the sense to tell her oldest son Jace to tell Damon, or and everybody else, no one does anything without my say so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she knew. I mean, just the situation. I think she was just well aware of the situation that she was in. And once she realized, okay, well, the baby's probably not going to be surviving. I mean, if there ch- be a chance of because it took a while for her water to break or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, to where she probably could have been on bed rest or whatever, but I, I think it was just kind of like, okay, I need to take care of the situation and then, it's a good then point. deal with the larger situation. I think that's a good point. Hmm. But I that, thought it was that's, just... that's kind of how I looked at it. Okay. It's, 
interesting way to look at it. I thought it was just another reason to put another painful, gross scene in there, just to just to do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I liked uh, get throwing a Baratheon in there. They, yeah. I mean, did a good job casting that role too. Right. What did you think was going to happen though? By the way, I go let let the lords need to know what what uh, what uh, going against your word means. So, yeah. And then you send your like twelve year old son to give deliver the message. Mm-hmm. Well, come on. I mean, especially to like a Baratheon. I'm glad that the, when he got there that he was a dickhead, mm-hmm. a pig-headed dickhead. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I like how I like how he can't read. Yeah. He's like, where's the fucking maester? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> I can't read this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I it's it's pretty good too when uh, they can't get control of their dragons when Aemon and uh, uh, Lucerys are flying against each other and they lose mm-hmm. control of their dragons and they just do their own thing. Yep. It's foreshadowing what's going to happen if they just unleash dragons well, and they sure. go to war with each other. And it also touches back to what Viserys said when he was talking with Rhaenyra when he mentioned, he's like, um, us being able to control dragons is an illusion. Right, yeah. And he's like, we, we can't control them. Right. Like, people think we can. Mm-hmm. And then they that that comment finally paid off to that. To You're where, right. Even though they do have bonds that they're not always able to contain them. Yeah. And it was even in Game of Thrones, Daenerys, when she flies, they, she she's uh, in the state, the Coliseum, and they're surrounding her. Mm-hmm. And then the dragon comes and picks her up, and they she flies off with him, and then they kind of just land, and she wants to leave, but he's, you know, the dragon's just wants to take a nap and wants to do its own thing, doesn't want to listen to her. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like that scene. I, um, you knew bad shit was gonna happen just with the weather. Oh yeah, and he goes in there, lands, and then you just see the silhouette of the yeah large ass dragon already there, and you're like, oh, oh man, <laughs> that actually that scene was was lit very good. We we talk all this shit about like the dark scenes and how they're they're tough to to go through because they're so badly lit and you can't see anything. I thought that scene was done pretty well. Yep, and uh, yeah. Let's see. That was directed by uh, Greg Yatanes. Yeah. Think. So, um, uh, House of the Dragon. Trying. Uh, hold on. Where is his director? There we go. So he directed the Black Queen. So episode ten. Uh, second of his name. And so that's episode three. And then he also directed episode two. Hmm. So, um, I guess what I'm getting at is he did not direct <laughs> this the dark ass the beach scene the beach scene. Um, hold on one second. Let me. Well, we're gonna we're gonna look this up because I I wonder if it's the same director. And I should have just looked this up beforehand. Um, yeah. So what? what I was think the beach I think scene? it's Miguel, King, of, King think, of the Narrow Sea. I think it's the Princess and the Queen because it's it's the time jump to where it's Emma Darcy and she's talking to Damon on the beach. I think it's Episode Six. Episode Six. Yeah, the Princess and the Queen. Okay, Miguel. Miguel Sapochnik. Sapochnik. And now let's just see what else he directed. Oh, did some Game of Thrones episodes. Oh, look. 
the long night. Oh, did he? No shit. That fucker. <laughs> that guy needs to be fired immediately. Uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes over here. Jesus. Detective. Yeah. Fucking knew it. Why is that? Because he doesn't know how to do... Doesn't know how to do... Which, I saw a behind-the-scenes image of that episode. Yeah. Bright as fucking day. Oh, was it? it. Oh, God, yeah. Mm. I mean, it was just... I was like, yeah. Shitty day for night. Like, what the... You caught... You got... You caught me. (laughs) You caught the tater. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I like... So, yeah, Greg Yatanes. Good job, man. Should have you direct more 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 episodes. Yeah, Miguel, get out of here. Yeah, any or anyone who's ever directed a night scene before. Yeah, can do it. That's right. Um, but yeah. Um, so what? It's uh, gonna be two years before we get season two. Yeah, yeah. I Man. think the uh, CEO or the the head of content creation for HBO pretty much said. Sometime in 2024. Mm. Do not expect it in 2023. So it makes sense. A little they, bit of a wait. They were probably wondering how successful this season would be before they did it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm sh- because I'm sure with the blowback from season eight that we're like, okay, we'll give you one season, mm-hmm. and we'll see how it goes from there. Now that it's a success, um. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's tons of CGI work and everything else, yeah. especially with the dragons. And um, I'm hoping the I I'm hoping the visuals get better. Okay. In the second, which they did between season one of Game of Thrones and season two, Game of Thrones was like night and day as yeah. far as budget. Absolutely. Um, and I'm hoping they'll throw a little bit more money into this or have a little bit more confidence to where, okay, we'll complete the series. Um, there's, if you look at Game of Thrones and then House of the Dragon, especially when they're at Dragonstone. Is that what it's called? Dragonstone? They're the target. Where Damon and, and Rhaenyra live? Yeah. Yeah, it's Dragonstone. So there's always like this fog. Yeah. Or haze. It's like a haze, yeah. Behind the characters. And I think I know why. It's because they're standing in front of a green screen. Yeah. And to where Game of Thrones was always so clear. Mm -hmm. And they shot on location and stuff like that. But there's a lot of haze in um, House of the Dragon. There is. I, I hope they get rid of that. Yeah. And. And I and I know why it's, it's and it's it's because of green screen because mm-hmm. when you when you do compositing and you have harsh boundaries and everything else you got to add blurs you got to add some kind of hit you got to put shit in front of it to where the harsh boundary changes of what you're compositing along with the background and CGI elements and everything else it kind of softens that up and mm-hmm. makes it less noticeable right um, so I I hope <clears throat> that changes I, yeah I think. Or just make everything dark, Jay. Just got to shoot everything in Yeah, just black screen. It'd just be a, a podcast or like an audio book or something. Yeah. Um but but yeah, that I think that's that's my hope. Like the the thing I want them to change the most is the visuals. Because I think the show lends itself to being able to do some very nice shots. Um and like episode nine at the very beginning you had um 
is early in the morning and which, which was also uh hold on let me just before i stick my foot in my mouth um episode oh no is a is a woman that directed it so i know it wasn't um miguel sapoknik yeah that 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 fucker um the uh the green council episode directed by Claire Kilner mm-hmm. um, of the Red Keep early in the morning. And it just had some very subtle, like very picturesque shots of the throne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, some very well lit, like cave scenes yep. or, or dungeon scenes, stuff like that. Um, and it, and it can look very, very good. And I just, I want more of that. I, I, but I just want the le- less haze and uh, just better imagery overall. Yeah, I think the the <clears throat> the haze imagery that you're talking about on those wide shots on the outside of like a keep, they're def- or when a dragon comes in, because the inside per, uh, the inside shots that don't have any green screen at all, and the production design is so well done that mm-hmm. like it just stands out. Yeah, to where you know you notice the, the the differences between the CGI shots and the the non CGI shots, mm-hmm. which maybe maybe they can get their hands on. I forget what they call it the uh, that front projection. Oh yeah, thing that Disney has because I think there's several like, studios that are starting to build those. Yeah, like the Batman, um, where they're on the, the the skyscraper meeting all the time, and you get the uh, the the it's like the panning. It, it's front it's front projection. It's not. The green oh, screen it? or anything, yeah. I'd have to watch that again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they could have more control over their yeah, the elements and hopefully less haze. Um, but yeah, the, the haze is just... Throwing you off. Yeah, it's, I mean, it just looks cheaper. It and, does. But hopefully they get a bigger bigger budget. Right. Well, most people like are watching on their phones, Jay, so that's why they don't care. Communists. <laughs> ruining it for everybody. I read, I read a stat that I think it's like like fifty five percent of people watch it on their phones. Uh, yeah, Scorsese's spinning in his grave right now. I know. Have you seen that clip from uh, David Lynch? Uh-uh. Uh. Well, yeah. I'm gonna see if I can find it. But basically, David Lynch is talking about uh, uh, you know, you gotta go to the movie theater and experience the magic of cinema, and people are watching it on their uh, their fucking phones <laughs> or whatever he says. <laughs> Yeah, here it is. It's 30 seconds. It's pretty good. Now, if you're playing the movie on a telephone, you will never in a trillion years experience the film. You'll think you have experienced it, but you'll be cheated. It's such a sadness that you think you've seen a film on your fucking telephone. Get real. I love the more you know music in the background. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. That clip's like 14 years old. That, that Like when YouTube first came out, that was one of the first videos I ever watched mm-hmm. on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's got a point. Yeah. I experienced the same thing when I watch whenever they release an older movie in theaters, even though I've seen it a yeah, million times in my living room. I know. It hits differently when it's larger Absolutely. like that. I remember when I watched Jurassic Park in 20... 20- 13? Mm-hmm. They came out in 3D. Yep. And I watched it in 3D. And it was awesome. I've mm-hmm. seen that movie I don't know how many times. Yeah. Much better on in the big screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what do you think happens in season two? 
<clears throat> I, I feel like I'm just like kind of like showing pictures of my my asshole when I give predictions for something that's already been written because I don't know if I, I think they've gone through most of the book have from they? what I've heard. Yeah. But are they going to drag out the last four, like last three seasons? Or I don't know. Well, they have the new, they have a show in pre-production now that's like 3000 years, like the age of the first men mm-hmm. uh, toward the chip. What is it? The children of the forest or whatever from game of Thrones. Yeah. And the first men and how the white walkers came about. Like they're going to do a series on that. And then they're doing a continuation with Jon Snow. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, it's all it's all new material, so they're not afraid to do something without the, mm-hmm. the book so, or without a previous. I guess my theory is, and I'm just kind of, I would say my theory for next season, I think Rhaenyra will be more aggressive, mm-hmm. maybe to the point to where you start to dislike her. Um, not so much to where she'll do a uh, Khaleesi thing, but <laughs> I, I feel like the pendulum will probably start swinging to House Green or Team Green um, as far as likability. Okay. Um, just, I mean, because Game of Thrones did that very well. They'd make you change allegiances with characters. Granted, it'd be, I mean, it would sometimes be over the course of a season. Mm-hmm. Um Jamie's a good example. You weren't really rooting for him at first. Yeah. And but then you slowly like yep. you just slowly like him throughout the the right. whole season. Um but I'm thinking more of um oh Jesus. What's her name? Jamie's uh sister. Uh Cersei. Oh, Cersei. Uh when you didn't like Cersei, but then when she was facing off the uh the head septum scepter Oh the, yeah, yeah. The, the weird cult thing that yeah. came back, Jonathan Price. Yeah, Jonathan Price. Mm-hmm. To where you liked her more. It's true. Than him, mm-hmm. and so they did that very well. To where maybe season two, they're probably gonna start pulling the audience back over to Team Green a little bit. Um, I think uh, Rhaenyra will also have a hard time controlling Damon. Um, where maybe she can't wield the power that she's meant to, or like she'll, I think she'll have some difficulty with that. Um, I think Alicent, things will get out of her hands as well, to where she'll feel like she can't wrap her arms around the situation um, because of her father meddling, because she can't, because she made the comment of, oh, guiding the men in your life to doing what you want. I think she's going to find out she's not going to be able to do that. Um, so I think she'll have difficulty there and she'll probably start feeling some kind of regret. Um, because I think it now that, uh, Ren, one of Rhaenyra's sons had died. I think things are going to start snowballing out of control real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lars strong will continue to beat off to feet. Yeah. It'll be all the feet. Um, and All the feet. There'll be like a barefoot battle on the beach, and he'll just be they're wanking it. Yeah, he'll just mm-hmm. wank himself inside out. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> he'll be too much for him to handle. Ink it. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it, what do you think? I, I don't think there's gonna. Obviously, they're building up to this giant war. I don't think it's gonna happen because that would just end too quickly. So they can't just go 
storm King's Landing with a bunch of dragons, and then I mean mm-hmm. that it, they got to kind of drag that out. So I don't know. I don't know yet what the stamp stepping stone is between that culmination and building up to that. I think it's gonna be more plotting to get alliances. Like uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll be introduced to Starks because um, I think they're gonna start introducing more characters out with other families outside of the uh, High Towers and the Targaryens. They did that in Game of Thrones, where you would, you'd, you'd, you'd be introduced to like, uh, you know, the people in Dorne, or more, more families in uh, Pentos, or, um, mm-hmm. or like, uh, crap, Ned, what's Ned Stark's wife? What was her name? Damn it, Rob's Rob's mom. Yeah, John's mom, Lady Stoneheart. Stone, <laughs> Lady Stoneheart. What was that her name it, in the book? No, it was back. Aaron, or uh, no, not Aaron. Anyway, what I'm saying is you got <clears throat> you were introduced to more families. I think they're going to do that. Try to build an alliance. Uh you'll you'll the season's probably going to be uh a season of building alliances on either the high tower side or the the Targaryen side. And then the season's going to end with some sort of cliffhanger. I don't know what that might be. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to it's not going to end to they're not going to time jump to the point where they're fighting. Fighting. Yeah, yeah they're going to slowly build to it. Yeah, it's a better prediction than mine. <clears throat> well, uh, I'm not good at predictions either. That's all right. We will we'll find out in two years. That's right. So if we're still doing this podcast, then maybe we can do. T- <laughs> we'll just rewind back. <laughs> yeah. To our original thoughts. Yep. Um. But. but yeah. But it was great. I mean, good TV. Mm-hmm. I recommend it. It's probably the. I would say it's the best show on HBO Max right or newer show on HBO Max now. Hmm. There hasn't really been much to, to come out of HBO Max that I really enjoy. Well, I mean, it's it's so hard to compare because it's a different kind of show. Mm-hmm. Um, like I never really got into Succession. I heard that's like a yeah, really good show. I haven't watched that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I think the only HBO show that I watched this year was um, Winning Time. Oh yeah. I really like that one, um, but it's such a different show than I know than Game of Thrones or House of the Dragon. Um, I saw Mayor of Easttown. That was good. It's a miniseries. Yeah, that really show. That was good. So they do miniseries really well. Yeah, they do. John Adams and Band of Brothers. And Ooh, Band of Brothers, so good. I actually almost started watching uh, Boardwalk Empire again. Yeah, but Nicole didn't want to watch it again, so we settled on Peaky Blinders. She hadn't seen it yet, so that's yeah. what we're watching now. You ever seen, seen Boardwalk Empire? Uh, I watched the first season and a half, like back when it first started airing, because I think it aired around the same time as Sopranos wrapped up. Around there, yeah. And uh, I liked Steve Buscemi, and so that's why I started watching it. Mm-hmm. I watched the first full season, and then one of the main characters i guess had died which my mother had accidentally spoiled oh yeah <laughs> and uh, i was like oh and i was like a couple <laughs> episodes into season two and i was like oh and i just, I just never got around oh, to, yeah. to finishing it um spoiled it for you yeah i mean just for that i was like oh <clears throat> all right because i thought i was going to see like his ascension right 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 into uh the underworld or whatever and um but yeah, so no, I never got around to finishing that. Um, is it worth watching? Yeah, yeah, 
Good. I like it a lot. Bobby Can- Cannavale's in it. Yeah, oh, yeah. In season I, three I, and four. Like he's his character is crazy. He's another one of those guys I kind of get excited every time I see him in a movie. Yeah, in your pants it, a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Just Pant, slightly. Pants get a little bit tighter. Yeah, yeah. And uh, um, just get, yeah. I mean, everything he's been in, he's does a he's, really solid he's job. Solid. He's just so underrated. Yeah, um, I'm surprised he's not in more things. Probably because he just has. He doesn't have the look of a leading man. Yeah. Um, which sounds mean, but it's just, I mean, he's got a character actor face. Yeah. Um, but everything he's in, he's he's always solid in. We, me and Nicole just finished watching The Visitor on Netflix, and it's got him and Naomi uh, Watson it. Mm-hmm. He's okay. Yeah. It's one of those stupid shows where it's like, ah, oh, you're going to figure out, it's a mystery. You're going to find out who's doing what, and, and no. You don't find out who's doing what or anything. It wow, just that, ends. that just sounds amazing. It super annoying. Mm. Ryan, uh, what's his name from American Horror Story? Oh, Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy. I was, he's the culprit. <laughs> he just—I don't know what it is about R- Ryan Murphy. There's always like a weird aspect. Like you know the scene from The Shining where a guy's just, a guy in a bear suit is giving a guy, another guy a blowy, and they just look up. They look up at uh, uh Shelley Duvall's character. She's running. She's running from Jack, and she goes. She goes to the top oh, floor. Yeah. She looks over. There's a bear and a guy in a bear costume giving a guy a blow. Yeah, they look up yeah, at her, yeah, yeah. and you're like, "What was that for?" Yeah. I don't know. That's what Ryan Murphy did. That's his shows are just like scenes of that strung together. Yeah, or just complete utter. I don't know. I I love the first season. Love the first season of American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. Um. Didn't watch the second one because everyone was like, eh, no, it's not mm-hmm. as good as the first one. I was like, all right. So then we watched the third one because the third one started airing um, by the time we had finished season one. And then we're like, oh, okay. It, it was okay. And then the fourth season, what was the fourth season? Freak Show? I think so. Um, whatever the Freak Show thing was. Is that the one with the clown? Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, the guy who's finger-banging chicks, and he's got, like, a flipper for a hand or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, his lobster hand. (laughs) I was like, no, I'm fucking done. I was like, this isn't scary. I was like, this is just weird for the sake of being weird. Yeah. And I did not like that shit. Then he came out with, was it Hollywood on Netflix? I never saw that. I heard of it. I was so looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, because I was like, a sweet period piece about like the golden age of Hollywood and stuff, but it actually shows like kind of what was happening. And nope, that's complete fantasy. Oh and, yeah, like literally, it's a fucking fantasy to where, uh, oh my god, like the spoilers for of this very <laughs> all, shitty show. All you Hollywood fans out there, <laughs> the they make their it takes place like the nineteen forties, nineteen fifties. Yeah. Um. And they make a movie, and it's kind of like this underdog story. It's where you get you have this guy who kind of to makes his keep until he gets discovered as an actor. He's uh, a gigolo, and which is fine. And then he kind of gets discovered, and he's like trying to make his way. And they're like, "Oh, we can we can make this movie," but you know, it's it's the forties. Racism is a thing, mm-hmm. and homophobia is a thing. And women ha- being a writer is not a thing. And so, like, all these barriers. <clears throat> and then everyone kind of comes together in this weird, 
okay, I'm going to completely change my character for this greater purpose. They make a movie. It wins all the awards and cures the country of racism, homophobia, uh, gives women equal rights. It's fucking ridiculous. Are and you serious? Yes. That's like the show? Every, like, they put out this um, the movie, and everyone's, of course, it's the best movie fucking ever made, and it's like, Really? That's what all. That's all it takes. It's, it's fuck, yeah. Movies could save society right. pretty much. They I'm like, lives. all right, guys, let, let's <laughs> pump the fucking brakes. Like, I love <laughs> movies as much as the next person, but it's fucking entertainment. We're not curing cancer here. Yeah, sure. You can kind of have like you could probably hit somebody on an emotional level as an individual. Yeah, that could maybe maybe change their life for a little bit, mm-hmm. and they'll probably go back to doing whatever the fuck they want to do. Right. Um, or maybe there has been movies that have changed individuals, but not like society as a whole to where... It hasn't cured societal ills? Yeah. We're, we're <laughs> like in the min- middle of like McCarthyism to where they're like yeah. the, the black book existed and they were just fucking like blacklisting <clears throat> people left and right. Yeah. Um, this is the biggest piece of dog shit I've... looked spectacular. Like it shot really well. Right. Uh, love the color palette that they chose, the the color grading of the, the show. Um, the, the costumes were great. I mean, everything was, was fantastic. I mean, except the story was just complete and utter dog shit. And I was right. like, what the fuck is this? Right. And I was like, oh, well, that'll be the last thing I watched from Ryan Murphy. And it has mm-hmm. been. So. Yeah, because you didn't, you didn't watch Dahmer and you haven't seen, the, you know, yeah, no. The Visitor. No. Uh, sorry, The Watcher. Yeah, and Dahmer, I would, I'm not going to watch because I don't want to watch a glorification of some... I mean, it's not even a real character study. I, I, He's lost any kind of credibility as far as a respectable filmmaker. He is not an exhibi- exhibi- exhibitionist. It's um, uh, uh exploitationist. Oh, uh, okay. And that's what I view him as, to where anything he does i'm like it's not historical i'm not going to take it as historically accurate he could do a documentary i'm not going to believe it because i'm going to think he has some weird shit in there to where ooh, audiences like this kind of a thing he's making clickbait but feature long clickbait i feel like is what he makes and uh that's a good point yeah i just i i can't get into it now if someone wants to make a thing about Dahmer, which i think they've done to death all they did to death I mean, sure, then maybe I'll watch that, but I, I have no interest in in that, nor do I have an interest in trying to... There's a difference between trying to make people feel sorry for somebody and then making something to help you understand where someone's coming from, and it's a very fine line. Again, I haven't seen Dahmer, so I'm talking out of my ass, but... No, I've seen it. I don't think he's done that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that that show, I didn't like it because it, they make you sympathize with Dahmer. And I just don't care. Yeah. I'm not going to sympathize with a cannibal serial killer. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't care. I don't care how traumatic your childhood was or if yeah. you had daddy issues. It doesn't matter. Lots of people have that. Mm-hmm. They don't end up doing that. Yeah. It, that kind of subject matter is for a um, documentary. Yeah. It's not for yeah. an entertaining limited series. It, it just isn't. I right. mean, it's especially when it, it happened only what thirty years ago, yeah. or something. And you have people that lived through that shit are yeah. still alive, and you have no idea what the conversations were like in the apartment when he's killing people. Correct. Or all with the that is all that just, is sensationalism. Like yeah. you said, it's exploited, ex- exploitative. You have yeah. no idea what they said. Yep. 
Yeah, you're adding all that shit for dramatic effect. Yeah. And it's not like this was 100 years ago. <laughs> no. Um, to where anyone who is seriously affected by it is long gone. Um, it's just... Yeah. It, it's making money off tragedy. And it's the, it's the weakest form of... Uh, one of the weakest forms I feel like of entertainment is taking a tragedy and then, oh, well, I, can, I can make an entertaining thing out of this. Yeah. I'm like, well, I bet you could. Yeah. Hey, well, they gave him, they gave an in memoriam to all the victims of Jeffrey Dahmer at oh. the end of the show, so you know that they cared, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> How much money they give to the victims that were. I don't know. Uh, that's what I thought. Yeah. Well, um, and it, back on The Watcher, one thing that he does, it's so annoying, is conversations that characters will have. One character will be so outlandish or odd in like repartee when you're mm-hmm. meaning you're, you're talking with one another, you'll say something that's just like off putting or out of left field. And then the other person's reaction is like all nonchalant. Like, Oh, that's no big deal that they just said that. No, every normal person would be like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Like, are you all right? Or, or just not talk to that or interact with that person like ever again. Cause you were so off, off put by it. Mm hmm. So many times in that show where I'm like, why why is she still friends with this person? Yeah. Or why is he still talking with this person? Doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's well, stupid. Because it's it's shitty storytelling. It is. There is no reason for it. Yeah. So. One thing I do recommend you watch, I know you're not a big horror fan, but there's a movie called Barbarian on HBO Max. I Jay saw something. It's fucking fantastic. Is it? It's very good. Because it's a low budget film, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it was that movie and the second one's escaping me, but there was another one that was low budget that I think came out this year. I think it's called X or Pearl yep. or something. Yeah, like. something like, yeah. And to where it's been getting a lot of yeah. traction. And so, Barbarian. So, I will watch Barbarian, it was, it was, especially if it's low budget. Yeah. And um, it's got Bill Skarsgård in it, Pennywise. Okay. He's good in it. Yeah. Justin Long. Hey. He's awesome. Yeah. He's very good. Yeah. Uh, but I was home on Friday watching the boys and my wife had to work late and I'm like, eh, oh, let's just see what's on. And then there's barbarian on HBO max just added. So I'm like, oh, I'll just let it on. I heard good things about it. And it's one of those experiences where you no expectations. You know, I didn't even know what the movie was about. I had no idea. And I'm like, all right, let's just, maybe it's like a good horror movie. I don't know. And blew my fucking mind. I'll give it a it shot. It's just then. so unexpected. Jay. Because I miss coming across those movies. It's great. Um, and I don't want to spoil it for you spoiler. at all. Yeah, don't. So I'll at watch all. it. It's great. And watch it with Christy. She'll like it. Okay. She will. So It's great. Cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, listeners, watch Barbarian. I recommend that, too. You'll be pleasantly surprised. Yes. I kind of uh, regret not seeing it in theaters now. If it was, if it was released was back it in theaters. Theater? Oh, it was. was it? Yeah, all September. Jesus. Yeah. I don't think I've seen a single commercial trailer. No. Good. I think if I saw the trailer, it might have spoiled it for me. Yeah? Yeah. Good. Yeah. But it's on HBO Max? On HBO Max. All right. Free of charge. Check out Barbarian. I will check it out, and I will give my input. Yes. We can talk about it next time. Yeah. What are we going to talk about next time, Jay? Well, we're for sure going to talk about our, based on a request that's right from from, nicole from nicole one of our listeners um you will hopefully join us next time as we discuss our top five most confusing movies correct so these will be movies that were just confusing as a whole Mm -hmm. and or was great 
up until a certain point, and yep. then you're like, what the fuck? Right. Kind of a thing. What so, just happened? Yep. And Or what does that mean? Or what have you. So we're going to be talking about our top five most confusing movies that we have seen. Um, yep. Obviously not of all time, because we haven't seen all the movies. No. No um, one has. And, uh, but yeah, we'll be talking about that. Yes. So that'll be good. And it's going to be tough because it will, it will be tough. There's only been a couple of movies that I have rewatched after because my, my take on confusing movies, if they're just overtly confusing, I tend not to rewatch them. Rewatch them. Okay. And, but that's usually to the point it pisses me off. Because so if it's fucking them? arbitrary and just random for the sake of being, I mean, I'm sure there's some underlying meaning of something, yeah. but if it's not clear, if it's a little too artsy fartsy. Yeah. If it's too artsy fartsy or if it's just too out there and the excuse is, well, it's what the audience thinks. And like, no, fuck that. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're a storyteller. You're supposed to tell a story. And if the audience can't get the story or understand what the fuck you're doing, then you failed kind of a thing. Right. I agree. I don't rewatch that shit. So one or two of those are going to end up on my list, but it'll, I do not want to have to rewatch it, but I'm afraid I'm probably going to have to, mm. um, because I could be misremembering it from when I first saw it right. 20 years ago or whatever. Right. Um, so, but yeah, it'll be kind of a tough list because then there'll be movies on there that I, Loved right up until yeah, <laughs> like right the, up until the end, like last two minutes. I'm like, wait, what? what? <laughs> yeah, of a thing. So, um, but, but yeah. So, yeah. Thanks, Nicole, for the suggestion. Yeah, she's also a fan of the House of Dragon episode. So, yeah. hopefully, uh, hopefully this one was good. Sorry, yeah. we didn't talk about the feet more. Uh, I know y'all want to talk Lara about the strong. Feet. Um, the weird fucking yeah, but yeah. So, but yeah, thank you for the suggestion, and that'll be our next episode. Yes, it will. And we record next week, so. Uh, but yeah, that's our episode. Thank you for listening, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, once again, uh, our website is acastwithnoname.com. If you want to leave a comment or write to our email, all that good stuff can be found in the description of the episode. And thanks again for listening. Until, until next time, Jay. Until next time, Matt. Yeah.